0: Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to the Bean for Wednesday. First, with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Tuesday, and um, can we trust anything that Winston Peters ever says? Kate okay, Hawksby wants to know. Uh, are they actually going to print KFC? The the you know the chicken or whatever it is, and uh, Simon goes shopping. But before any of that, uh, this uh, Falloon scandal is. Scandalific, isn't it?
1: So I don't know what it's all about. People are sort of, I guess if someone looks respectable, has a respectable job, then people will give them the benefit of the doubt. Anyway. But you know, what a cruisy position. If you're the MP for Rangatata, 160 grand plus expenses a year, and it's pretty much a job for life. You don't have to do much, just got to keep the local selection committee happy, go to the local field days, kick a few utes tyres, go to a dog show, job for life,
0: we blew it. Yeah, the whole thing is super, 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 super odd. Um, And I think Kerry McIver is also a little bit mystified by
1: the situation. Or even a lot mystified, to be honest. She acted decisively. Got rid of him. The rat didn't so much as leave the sinking ship as be run off the sinking ship. So, you know, it's a blimmin' shambles, really. How many weeks ago did I say that National might as well save themselves the money and just not campaign this election? Then along comes Judith Collins and you think "Mm, maybe there's a chance and then she has a member of the party behave in this fashion. Where does that leave you if you're one of those who, you know, a number of you rang me and said, yay, with Judith Collins there, there's a fighting chance. Do you still believe that fighting chance exists? Is it just one of these cyclical things that happens within parties where there's a great deal of churn you get rid of those who have done all they can you get rid of those who just aren't suited for public life and it's just one of those things we certainly saw all sorts of hoo-ha with the Labour Party before they settled down under Jacinda Ardern and Grant Robertson. (laughs) Judith Collins must have been thinking Well, I'm glad that's over and done with. Boy, that was a tough week in politics. Well, I'm here now and onwards and upwards. Ah, no. Two steps forward, one step back. Does it make you rethink your vote for perhaps the third or fourth time? Does it make you want to throw up your hands in horror and think I'm never going to vote again? And for those who have struggled with mental health, At what point can you say being a drunken creep is a mental health issue? Seriously, if being a drunken creep means that you are on the mentally ill list, then probably all of us at different times in our lives would have been there. I, I just think it's appalling to use that as an excuse for what was just a really, really, really grievous error of judgment.
0: Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? This is definitely one of those stories where we, we don't have all the information, we're never likely to have all the information, and we're making judgments just on bits of information. But it certainly sounds like he's basically saying he was out of his mind to do the things that he did. Is that what he's saying? I don't know what he... We don't know what he's saying, really, do we? Oh, man. Anyway, he's gone. Let's hope it's all over. Uh, Meanwhile, Winston Peters, uh, he just keeps giving and giving. uh, Kate Hawkesby doesn't want what he's selling.
2: Will Kiwis be suckered in? Are we so gullible as to believe that whatever comes between now and September is authentically New Zealand first and can be trusted? Or can New Zealanders sniff out the paid workings of hired guns and see it for what it truly is? The last dance of a desperate party flailing in the polls and facing oblivion. I saw the two men New Zealand First is hired interviewed the other night on the news. They seemed to revel in looking mischievous. The whole thing appeared to them to be almost a joke. The pair, these bad boys, have previously stated they'll bring mischief, mayhem and guerrilla warfare Is that what we want at the New Zealand election? Is that the best use of New Zealand First's money? I don't know what New Zealand First has actually paid these bad boys for their services of mischief and mayhem or what results the party believes it'll actually get. But it does seem ironic that a party hell-bent on hiring Kiwis for everything and so often poo-pooing foreigners has gone offshore to pay for their own party for some help. The British pair have promised Winston on steroids. Ironically, I thought that's what we already had. They said in one report that they've advised him to be happier. Really? Having seen his form lately and after his Twitter rant yesterday that he'd knock out David Seymour in 10 seconds, I'm just not sure this expensive offshore advice is actually being followed.
0: Yeah, I recommend to you, if you ever get the chance, when Mike Hoskin comes into the studio just before his show and at the end of Kate's show every morning... Uh, Sometimes they'll talk about Winston Peters and, hey, obviously he's got a real bee in her bonnet about him and Mike quite likes him. And that's quite interesting listening to me. I don't know. Maybe it would be for you. Uh, Give it a listen sometime anyway. Maybe I'll put it in the podcast sometime the next time it happens. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, the great news is KFC have teamed up with some Russian lab to see if they can uh, 3D print Nuggets.
3: Hooray! Would you eat this? I, I would certainly eat it for um, curiosity's sake. Yes. Um, and I would probably eat it if, um, if it was substituting the existing KFC nuggets, which are a little bit dubious at best in terms of what the ingredients are in that. Okay. Um, how, can you maybe just explain to us how on earth you 3D print food? Yeah, look, I mean, there's a a new revolution in alternative proteins going on and we've heard a lot about the plant-based proteins, but this one's around cell-based proteins and what it is doing, it is learning how to recreate those cells um, outside of the animal itself, um, feeding it certain nutrients and um, the sort of feedstock that those cells need to grow into proteins and then and then plugging that into a printer that will print it itself. Look, I'm a little bit dubious around 3D printed meat. I think cell-based meat, um, or what, what lots of the sort of naysayers like to call lab meat, is one thing, but 3D printing it's a different story, because I, I struggle to figure out how one would scale up a company to 3D print enough 3D nuggets. Um, so do you think this might world. be a bit of a PR stunt? I think I think it is somewhat of a PR stunt um, what a in shock. terms of the And yeah, in terms of the 3D printing side, certainly probably not in terms of the cellular agriculture, the way that we're able to now ferment milk proteins or or create cell-based meats. That can be done at scale, um, not right now, but it will be able to be done at scale in large fermentation tanks, but but that's not accounting for 3D printing.
0: Yeah, obviously uh, there's a little bit of marketing uh, to come here, isn't there? Uh, Because the phrase cell-based meat does not exactly get me salivating and most things food-related do get me salivating Um, Mind you, if you melt some cheese on it, I might be interested uh, we're going to finish up. Normally we put the food stuff at the end of the podcast, but today we're just going shopping with Cy. Si. So I said, uh, Sam, shall I take Monty down to Mitre 10? He's only one, but I've always dreamt about this.
3: Well, you're a manly man, Simon. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> so I'm I take the... my... So you're <laughs> taking your grandson to Mitre 10, mate, to see where Granddad spends most of his spare time with the other real men.
0: <laughs> this is my dream, right? So yeah. Mitre 10, because I, I had four daughters with my wife, so no boys. So I say, Monty, off we go. He's one. And, and we go around to 10, and I'm looking at all the stuff, and it's brilliant. And then this fella comes up to me, and he goes, uh, he's an older guy, to be yeah. fair, and he goes,
2: oh, are you are having a day out with your son?
0: And I said, like, not my grandson, my son. So yeah. my, he
3: goes, like, oh, this is
0: fantastic. Yeah,
2: well, it's so, not actually my son, but I know I look a bit younger so,
3: than the actual chronological
2: so, so years. So then he goes to we he goes, and you're out with your dad, are
0: you? And I go, yeah, yeah, I'm just having a day with my son. I didn't tell him about Oh, you're
3: kidding me. <laughs> You pretended your grandson was your son. <laughs> How often is that going to happen in my life? I took every moment, mate. It was brilliant. That's I really said,
0: t- come on, son, let's go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about middle age <laughs> crisis. That's dreadful. I don't know what's happening. Why is it any different taking your son or your grandson? Shopping. And more importantly, why are you taking a baby anywhere? There's nothing more annoying than somebody in a shop with a baby. Um, there's a time and a place for that kind of thing, and it's when I'm not anywhere near it. I am Glenn ZB. Uh, this is child free, this podcast, I guarantee it. And uh, we'll see you back here again uh, tomorrow for another News Talk ZB.